1: Now, get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon.
3: Call 562 314 4603 for details. The Packers game is over, and now it's time to break this one down. It's the green and gold postgame show with former Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the big unit, Bill Michaels.
4: They needed the win, and they got it in convincing fashion. Welcome. It's the Green and Gold Postgame Show. I'm Bill Michaels. Packers clinched the number one overall seed in the NFC back-to-back 13-3 and seasons. Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, has locked up the MVP with an amazing performance. I'll give you the statistics coming up here momentarily. And the Packers now have one week to rest up. And get ready for their next opponent, the Bears. They'll make it into the postseason by virtue of the Cardinals losing as of right now. Uh, the Cardinals, well, they—they, uh, they, I believe that game is now over, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, they lost 18-7. They fell to the uh, the L.A. Rams. So uh, the Bears are in the postseason as well. That game has now gone final. So that's kind of how things break down. The Seahawks are hanging on to a lead, 26-16. And uh, then it'll go from there. We'll give you the rest of the updates coming here shortly. Gary Ellison alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. And uh, Gary, man, um, you know, a third quarter again, the bugaboo for the Green Bay Packers. But for the most part, a dominating performance in many different facets. And Aaron Rodgers, I knew, I said during the week, this guy's going to come out and throw three or four touchdowns. He's going to shatter his own record. He's going to have one hell of a game. And damned if he didn't.
2: Well, right. I mean, you had the breaking news with David Bakhtiari, you know, early in the week. Mm-hmm, and right? so... Which was very devastating to the Packard organization and to the team. I, I just didn't know how they would respond. Uh, sometimes when you get a, a injury of, of that magnitude, the best left tackle in football, the highest paid left tackle all right. in all of football, then how, how does this team respond? And and they came out and they, they responded well. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, for the, for the most part, the defense was okay. I mean, I like for it to tighten up and be a little bit better. Uh, you talked a little bit about the third quarter. I mean, the third quarter to me was really about N V S dropping a sure touchdown pass because if mm-hmm. he catches that bill, it's over. So, what happens? The Packers go into a lull. Uh, they just couldn't get their rhythm back, and you know, as as such, as much as that was a big play because it would have been. So you you are so high with the highs, and you get so low with the lows. I mean, had MVS caught that touchdown pass, I think that puts it out of reach. I mean, I think that it, the game's over, and then that allowed then the Green Bay Packers to to go into and reason why they did that because you know, listen, uh, Chicago was trying to hold on to the football as long as possible. Fourth mm-hmm. down, they didn't care. They were going for, it. and they were just trying to keep the ball away from Rogers. And, and I think that's what you saw in the fourth quarter. Uh, it worked for the most part, but they just kept kicking field goals. And against Rodgers, you gotta you gotta get touchdowns.
4: Now let's we'll we'll start we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that injury to David Bakhtiari, but I want to start with the defense because sure. the opening drive of the game uh, they go down David Montgomery plunges in from two yards out it's suddenly seven to nothing it was a fourteen play sixty yard drive seven and mm-hmm. a half minutes and I am watching Twitter blow up this team sucks mm-hmm. defense sucks this sucks mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a lot of other words that I can't use and mm-hmm. I said just wait, we've seen this before, and we saw Detroit do this. And then the Packers mm-hmm. went on and destroyed Detroit after that because Detroit, mm-hmm. don't forget, scored on the first two drives of the game back in the early portion of the season on a long, long couple of long drives.
5: Mm-hmm. And
4: then they kind of settled in, and then they got put in a tough position because obviously they turned the ball over, the Packers fumbled, and it was a short field. The defense stood tall. Uh, You know, they they ended up kicking that field goal. And it wasn't until the end of the second quarter, the end of the first half, when they actually put another field goal up. And then all they got the rest of the game was another field goal. Kudos to the defense for doing their job today. You know what I mean?
2: Well, I I think what you're seeing there, Bill, is a microcosm of Packer fans looking ahead. Because I think what they're saying to themselves, right, I mean, Seattle as everybody wanted to point out, to be the worst defensive team that probably could be in the playoffs with Bill. I, I, maybe you notice, maybe you don't, but Seattle, I think, through the first seven, eight games of the year, they were giving up about 30 points. Yep. The last seven or eight games of the year, they've only given up 15 points a game. So what Packer fans are looking at is if we get to the playoffs, we know the defense is going to get tougher. The, the Chicago Bears defense was missing a lot of guys on the back end. You know, they get Akeem Hicks back. That made a big difference. But I think what Packer fans are looking at, when we get to the playoffs, where defenses, our defenses, will they get better? Will they be better than Chicago Bears defense? And, and probably to answer that is yes. I think that's what you see as far as Twitter response. We've seen this all year long, though, with this defense. I mean, let's just be honest with ourselves. This defense played better. Against yep. the Tennessee Titans, I mean they did. I mean, but they they didn't play as well against uh, the Chicago Bears, uh, mm-hmm. and so I mean, th- I mean that that's just a fact.
4: The last time they gave up more than 25 points was to Indianapolis when they lost 34-31. Since then, they gave up 25 to the Bears, 16 to the Eagles, 24 to the Lions, 16 to the Panthers, 14 to the Titans, and 16 to the Bears. This has been a good defense when it comes to being a scoring defense, and don't forget there's a couple of those gaffes in there that were actually runbacks from special teams. So they did, the defensively, they didn't even give up that much. There's two touchdowns padding that stat, so... Uh, that aren't even the defense's responsibility. So, I look, the defense has played better. Are, are they a top ten, smash you in the mouth, get, you want them on the field because they're going to go out and kick some ass defense? No, that's not this defense. But I think they can do enough to support what the Packers have done offensively because since uh, that loss to Indianapolis, and they still, still scored 31 in that game, they went 41-30, 31-24, 40-35. And if you're going to have a defense that's going to give up less than 20 points a ballgame, you're on your way to a Super Bowl. I mean, that, you know, that's you just really, my opinion.
2: Well, no, that's a great opinion. I mean, no, you really are. I'm just giving you uh, from a fan standpoint of what our right. Packer fans are, what, what they're thinking, how they're looking at it. And and most certainly you're right. I mean, you talk about the numbers, you went inside the numbers, and, and th- those numbers are true. And so this defense, had, they have been playing much better, and they, they look better. Uh, Chris Barnes looks better. I mean, uh, Curtsy right now is is playing lights out football. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, those guys were all hurt this year. So, at middle linebacker, Kenny Clark right now is playing much better than he was early in the year. And I think that maybe that groin injury was a big deal for him. He was hurt at the beginning of the year. So, yeah, defensively playing with Jair Alexander. I mean, we, we didn't hear anything from Allen Robinson until they moved uh, Jair off of him and put uh, Kevin King on him. And so so we know you have a shutdown corner on the other side. If they want to travel uh, with him, with anybody, I think they can get that done. So I, I think what you're looking at is a team, yes, with some flaws on defense, but I think the new NFL, that's everywhere. That's like that. And I, and I right. like my chances with Aaron Rodgers.
4: 855 830 8648. Again, 855 830 8648. If you want to chime in, go ahead and do so. We're going to start taking your calls, getting your reaction. The Green Bay Packers, the number one overall seed in the NFC, they have a bye, and then they have to wait and see who's coming to Lambeau Field. But nevertheless, the road to the Super Bowl is Adam Schefter giving the Packers some props, says the road to the Super Bowl for the NFC will have to go through Lambeau Field, and even though there won't be fans in the stands, certainly you would figure at some point weather would play into this, so we'll wait and see. We're going to go a step away. We're going to take a quick join to our network, affiliate sta- or our network affiliate stations and come right back. Stay right where you are. Light the lines. Hit Gary up on Twitter at Gary Ellerson. You can hit me up at Bill underscore Michaels. You can find us on the Facebook fan page at The Bill Michaels Show. You can find us uh, on the radio.com app plenty of places to get a hold of us the phone number call in we want your reaction the green bay packers are kings of the nfc we got more coming up right after this
3: The Packers game is over, and now it's time to break this one down. It's the Green and Gold Postgame Show with former Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the big unit Bill Michaels.
4: The Green Bay Packers are the number one overall seed in the NFC, and uh, the road to the Super Bowl will go through Lambeau Field. 35-16, they knock off the Bears, and in doing so, Matt LaFleur... Goes 13-3 again, only loses one in the division this season, zero in the division last season. An amazing start to a young coaching career, but he's also got Aaron Rodgers playing at an MVP level. Aaron Rodgers today, 19 of 24, 240 yards, four touchdowns, not a pick to his name, a quarterback rating of 147.9. He was uh, only two completions short of a perfect quarterback rating in today's contest uh by the way marquez valdez scantling he was uh two for three when it comes to targets should have had another touchdown uh instead he had that drop as gary alluded to just a little while ago uh devontae adams six for six 46 yards and a touchdown but aaron Rodgers, gary threw to marquez valdez scantling devontae adams robert tanyan and oh by the way a cat named daphne a 13-yard pass. <laughs> he gets into the end zone. Nobody even knew who the hell Daphne was. We weren't even sure who he was calling the team for. But nevertheless, uh, four different receivers and uh, basically three guys and then one unknown, and uh, he goes to everybody today in just dismantling the Chicago Bears. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't win the MVP this season, I, I I have no idea what it would take to then have him play at a level in which he would be acknowledged as the MVP. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, no, he should, I mean, he's hands down. I mean, he. he there, there's nobody else. I mean, it was Mahomes for a minute. That was two weeks ago. It's it's Aaron Rodgers hands down.
4: Yeah, it's uh, it's Aaron Rodgers. And Mahomes didn't play today, obviously. And some can say, well, he didn't play, so he should have had the opportunity. But he still wouldn't have surpassed the performance that Aaron Rodgers put on the field. And you had mentioned for a minute it was uh, also Russell Wilson, beginning of the season, kind of yeah, willing and his team some wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, early on. So there was a few guys. And and there's going to be uh, you know there's going to be some people that are going to say well wait a minute you know you've also got some really good play coming out of the quarterback situation right now in Buffalo in Buffalo getting a win and whether or not Josh Allen should be considered uh, in the MVP mix I think this is the year that Josh Allen really makes the name for himself and next year if he has another season like this he'll be in the hot running again for the consideration for the MVP MVP but I think uh, Aaron Rodgers hands down won that this year 855 uh, 830 now I want to go back to when we started the program the David Bakhtiari injury how big is that moving for them because two good defenses in back-to-back weeks this defense pretty good uh, you know, Wagner had a couple of issues, but for the most part, protected Aaron Rodgers pretty well, only allowed one inside rush to get to Aaron Rodgers on a hurry. And other than that, they were pretty solid. So you tell me how big of an injury that is to lose a guy that's only given up one sack all season long, being David Bakhtiari.
2: Well, I, th- I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is, is your elixir for that. I mean, he just plays at such a high level that he can make guys around him better. I mean, he can make, you know, Billy Turner and those guys better by getting rid of the football, by setting things up, his ball-handling ability. I mean, I think you saw it tonight. Uh, And, and, you know, will it hurt them a little bit? Yeah, it will. Uh, The run game, I still thought they did pretty good in the run game because I think that's where it hurt them the most. But in passing game, I mean, Rodgers just has such such an uncanny ability, Bill, to get rid of the football or to read coverages and understanding. He and Devontae on a different plane right now. I mean, right. they, they're just crazy. So they have the ability to save themselves out of some bad plays and get into good plays that I think that that helps them a lot. Now, losing the best tackle in, in game, will that hurt them at some point? Yeah, but I think they can overcome, overcome it because of Aaron Rodgers.
4: Do you think that the team that uh, most likely will be the most physical up front will end up being Tampa Bay if they face the Buccaneers?
2: well it feels like because that's the last time we saw them they were with us right so yeah I mean I I, I would say that uh but you know they haven't been playing lights out lately offensively nope. I mean so I mean and either defensive they have been playing I mean they they've been trying to find themselves they've been sporadic I mean so uh maybe they're trying to get together offensively so it took them a while to get together like, all these teams is going to be a good matchup I believe
4: Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. Let's get your reaction. The Green Bay Packers are kings of the NFC. We want to hear from you. Again, eight five five eight three zero eight eight six four eight. Uh this one's from Dennis, who says, "Hey guys, Snacks impacted the fourth down stop that changed the game. All fourth downs were runs until the last one. The only one Snacks was in on on the field. Uh, look, I, I I think the pickup of Snacks Harrison." you know, until Kingsley Kiki, obviously, you know, he was not there because of the concussion protocol. I think the more big bodies you can put up front and just put beef in the middle, road graders in the middle, and have guys that you can rotate. Go back to the year, Gary, when they won the Super Bowl. Remember, they had Cullen Jenkins and Ryan Pickett and B.J. Raji and C.J. Wilson. And, I mean, you go through that list of big beef they had. When you don't get big, beefy guys tired by leaving them on the field the entire time – you get fresh legs, you get strong guys, and, and it seems like it really, really helps a defensive rotation, a defensive unit like that. Uh, you know, to have snacks, I think it's nothing but a positive. It can't hurt, right?
2: Well, you, well, no, right. You're talking about, you know, they kept trying to go for it on fourth down, so you're talking about all these short yards and goal line. you need a big guy like that. I I, 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 You know what, maybe it's a little late, but I think it's a lot like when they went and got Howard Green. They needed a big body like that, and I think they went and got one.
4: Uh, This one's from uh, the Digital WI Ninja who says, do you think that Kevin King is the weakest link on D? Poor tackling and soft coverage. He allows drives to continue. The one thing I'll say about Kevin King, people are all over him. They're not throwing at Jair Alexander.
5: So That's Kevin King
4: is getting all the reps over there. He they're going at Kevin King constantly, and and he's more often than not coming up with plays or at least causing issues to where he's keeping things in front of him. But he's getting highlighted because Jair Alexander has just been a lockdown cover corner without a doubt.
2: Correct, correct. I mean, and and so and there's not not much you can do about that. He's going to get targets. <laughs> he's going to get all the targets. And so, I mean, that, that that's what it is. And I'm okay with that. I, I thought he played well. I thought he held his own. I mean, he kept everything in front of him. You didn't see really any big plays uh, behind him. And, th- and that's what mm-hmm. you want to
4: do as a cornerback. Look at you. I just saw your tweet. Look at you hanging out with the dog in front of the fireplace. That dog's getting, getting some tan right now. Well, she loves
2: – that one loves the fireplace. The other one, uh, she, she doesn't like to sweat as much.
4: Okay. But but now yeah, I'm I'm looking at that. You got stockings hung by the chimney with care and dog yeah. treats and everything down there. That's 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 nice. Well, that's all well, s- she
2: well she takes everything down by the fireplace, Bill. She loves that. I and mean, I, I don't get it. I don't get there it. She's super yeah, she's right in front of the fireplace all the time. So yeah, yeah. Anybody wanna go follow that tweet, go ahead and retweet it, tweet it out. I thought maybe yeah. I'd put some stuff out there and put that's my boy nice. Bill Michaels in there. You I like got that. Is, it, is it Elmo and Elmo and Mickey. And Mickey. And where Mickey, are they
4: yeah. at? Right now, um, you know what? I think they're uh no, Mickey's right here in front of me. He's laying right in front of my desk. And what Elmo's the West right in West Wing? Elmo's in the West Wing downstairs. Either that or he's uh, <laughs> trying to track down some food or something like that right now. Yeah. Elmo could be could be popping one down <laughs> in the cigar bar. Who knows? He's getting his smoke on. He's, he's got a Macanudo he's going face first into. 855-830-8648. If you want to chime in, uh, go ahead and do it again. 855-830-8648. Uh, this was from Chad. It says, hey, guys, they look really good uh, when they're clicking. The defense is really improved in playing with Swagger. They're good, and they're able to overcome their own lapses. I see that throughout the season. What do you think will derail this team? Uh, thoughts from Chad listening to us in Toma. I think the only thing that we haven't seen, Gary, is this team get down. You know what yeah. I mean? If they, if they get well, down, I mean, say, by two seven or three nothing. scores, then yeah. Yeah,
2: seven-nothing, yeah. but nothing huge. You're right. They, they haven't, and, and we just – I mean, we just really haven't seen them play from behind, and I mean, not that I'm begging for that to happen, because I don't want to see that to happen. I, right? I like it. I'm I'm liking the way they play in football right now. I feel good about it. I mean, um, but I still believe uh, it's 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 one of those years, Bill. I still believe it's anybody's ball game. But right now, if you ask me, who's the best team in the NFC right now? It's it's, it's the Green Bay Packers yeah. by far. They're the best team in the NFC. But there's been such a weird – well, last year was such a weird year. carries into this year with the COVID and isolation. You you can't predict what that's going to be like. I mean, we had several teams today that were without players because of COVID. You mm-hmm. hope that stuff doesn't happen in the playoff. But if it does, that, that throws a monkey wrench all into your game plan. So you just it's, it's unpredictable, but I, I like the Packers to be in the Super Bowl at the end of the year if if everything goes right.
4: Uh, This is from Mark who says, do you guys really have a belief that the Packers can stop the run, what they've done all season? Well, here's the thing, though, Mark. They they kept Derrick Henry under 100 yards and kept him out of the end zone. And Montgomery today, 22 carries, 69 yards. He averaged almost just 3.3 yards a carry. He did have the one touchdown, but they did what they needed to do. I, I don't right. know what else this team I mean this team can't go out and play a bunch of teams now and say, okay, here's our run defense take a look at it. Mm-hmm. They right. shut down the best running back in the game. what well, right. I, I,
2: you know we, well they I, sh- well well in 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 today's game they shut down the hottest running back over right? the last five weeks. I mean not necessarily hearing I he's been doing this all year long, but but David Montgomery's has been the highest running back over the last four or five weeks in the NFL
4: right now right i I agree. They didn't run the ball as well today. They only racked up seventy nine yards on the ground. Aaron Jones, eleven carries, forty two yards. Jamal Williams, five carries, twenty six yards. That fourteen yard run though he had late in that ball game, he was running over people. He was a man possessed. Yeah. yeah. He was he could smell the end zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was it, other than that one run to Marquez out of, of, out of scaling. And they didn't use A. J. Dillon today. One carry, three yards. That was it.
2: Well you well you figure those two guys were healthy, they were coming back, then he just gotta get the scraps. Yep, that's it. I mean, and you really didn't miss them. I mean, that's how stat no. they are though at their running back position. So yeah, right. we'll we'll have to figure out this maybe a topic for next year or this off season, but we'll have to figure out what they want to do with Aaron Jones. I, I just say it's about Aaron Jones. He's money just may different. be money may be an issue, Bill, but you're right. It's night and day, Bill. It ain't even close. It's right. not it's not close with AJ Dillon. And Aaron Jones is not close with Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. It is. He is a difference maker. He is a home run hitter every time he touches football. Don't you just, like, get on your toes? I mean, don't you just, like, sense the excitement that he can take one to the house? Even when they just throw him a little screen over here, don't you just feel like he can break that every single time? He's just a different cat. Now, they may not sign him. They may not have the money. That's fine. Do what you want. But I tell you what, he is the best running back we've seen in Green Bay, uh, maybe, let's say, since Amon Green.
4: Yeah, when you look at his numbers today, 85 total yards. He had four catches and 11 carries. So uh, 43 yards through the air. He had 42 yards on the ground and a touchdown. So, And I agree with you. I think, look, you get him daylight, and that's when you go to your toes. Because if you get him down in the backfield, you can kind of corral him. Okay, that's one right. thing. He's not going to run over a ton of people, but if he gets around you or squirts through the hole quicker than you're able to close it up, that's when things get exciting because he's got that goofy spin move, man. He loves Mm -hmm. to lay on people and spin out of it and pick up an extra five to seven yards. So, no, I I think Aaron Jones is one of the best running backs in the game right now, and he's uh, unfortunately probably going to be very deserving of, you know, Kamara type of money or better. Right. And I just don't think the Packers are going to be able to do it. 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. Packers get the win. They're the top dog in the NFC. We want to get your phone calls on all of this as well. So uh, give us a shout and give us your reaction. As the Green Bay Packers get the win, they knock off the Bears 35-16. First score of the game, by the way, brought to you by our friends at Shulsey Family Farms Beef, providing high-quality pasture-raised beef for three generations from their Wisconsin family farm. To your family table, you can check out their selection and place your order today. Go to ShulseyFamilyBeef.com. That is ShulseyFamilyBeef.com. First score of the game, here it is, Mr. Tunyon. Fake to Jones, Rodgers looking around,
6: firing, end zone, caught
4: for the touchdown, it's Tunyon, his 11th of the year. And there you go, that three-yard pass from Aaron Rodgers culminating with a 12-play, 80-yard drive, 736 coming off the clock. The PAT was good, and that's courtesy of our friends over there at Fox on the call. Uh, this was from Jesse. Jesse's listening to us in Viroqua, and uh, Jesse says, Gary is a former running back. Who do you like the best? Uh, and I think he's talking about the three running backs that the Packers have. And then he says, how much better do you think Dylan will get?
2: Um, well, of course, I like I, I like Aaron Jones the best out of all three of them. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm and, and after that is probably A.J. Dillon, um, and then and maybe Williams is probably my third choice uh, if if I had to probably group. Now I hadn't seen enough of A.J. Dillon, but A.J. Dillon just seems like maybe a, a a better or more in shape version of Eddie Lacy. And when Eddie Lacy yeah, I, was yeah, doing it for those couple years, he was the best that was in football.
4: And Eddie Lacy had, like, hidden speed. You know, right. he get the legs churning, and he just mm-hmm. had hidden speed. It wasn't like he was running away from a ton of no, people, but no. he did have – he was deceiving mm-hmm. once he got going. Once he got kind right. of that, that big body rolling downhill, I, I completely agree. And had like- some
2: shiftiness to him.
4: Yeah, and what, like what shiftiness man. he didn't have. Yeah, what shiftiness he didn't have. He mm-hmm. didn't mind lowering the head and running you right. over. Right. You know, no doubt. And he had the beef to be able to do it. Yeah. 855 uh, 830 Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Want to get the phone calls. Let's just open up the lines and start taking everybody's reaction. The Packers get the win over the Bears. Packers 13-3. and Top dogs in the NFC. They get the win today, 35-16 at a cold, uh, snowy uh, Soldier Field today. We want your reaction right after this.
7: You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
6: How many times must we take this disgrace? Another
8: Bears fan throwing insults in our face. The Packers aren't the greatest team to ever play a game. Even if from time to time they've been a little lame, how could you ever love a team with Jim McMahon? Not even Porky okay. Pig was as big a him. They got a reputation that's
6: mostly based on luck. The Bears still suck. The Bears still suck. The Bears still ah. Oh, there you
4: go. It's kind of an anthem. Bears week. Pre-game, post-game. <laughs> Packers get a win, 35-16. They knock off the Chicago Bears. They are kings of the NFC. Welcome back. It's the Green and Gold Postgame Show. I'm Bill Michaels. Gary Ellerson alongside G.E. I came back at you over there on Twitter, my friend.
2: I saw you. I just liked it.
4: Yeah. I just uh, – okay. All right, there it is. Okay. I see yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I just, because your picture's better than mine. You got the fireplace going, dogs there with toys. It's like Santa just kind of wore his ass out. <laughs> my dog, my, my dog, no, he's just laying there chilling. He's just watching a little fox and hoping for right. the next game to yeah, come on, well, you know. she
2: is worn out. Well, both of them are worn out. They were out playing all day today in the snow, so. Oh, there you go. That, that'd Good get stuff. It yeah, that'll get it done.
4: It's the Green and Gold Post Game Show. We're talking about the Green Bay Packers. They now have a bye as they're going to wait for their next opponent to come into Lambeau Field. Let's get to the phone calls. Let's get to our buddy first out of the shoot. Ty is listening to us in Philadelphia. Ty, welcome to the Green and Gold Post Game Show.
0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Happy New Year's.
4: Same to you, buddy. Happy New Year to you too.
0: Hey, man, uh, man, what a great season, man! This uh, a lot of what we've been expecting out of the Green Bay Packers for the last ten years or so. Um, Really don't have too many complaints. I mean, you can spotlight a few small things. I think uh one of the uh, Twitter statements was correct, I think, on the defense the weakest link is Kevin King. Although I think he makes this defense a better team. Um, it's just the the missed tackling and some of the plays that he give up and of course you're gonna give something up when you got Jair on the other side locking down. So it's it's really a give and take thing, you know, you're cutting off half of the field with Jair, so you're gonna have to give up something. It's the NFL. But um I think it comes down to, you know, in the playoffs when you're going against these good quarterbacks and, you know, they have multiple wide receivers that can hurt you like a Tampa Bay, like in uh, New Orleans, like a Seattle, you know, how much is that threshold can hold up with Kevin King. But uh, I think he does make this defense better. It could be worse. So, and I think on the offense, when you get opportunities in the playoffs like Valdez Scantley has had this season and in the game today, you just cannot have those, those uh, opportunities missed in the playoffs because, uh, like I said, a quarterback like Russell Wilson or Drew Brees or Tom Brady is going to make you pay if you give him the ball back like they did today against the Bears with a play like that. You have to have those. You cannot miss those plays in the playoffs or you will get beat. But clear-cut, I think the Packers are the best team. Aaron Rodgers is the clear-cut MVP. Um, Devontae Adams is the best wide out in the game. And I think uh, with this crazy, weird year, we got all that we can ask out of this team. The defense is a top-10 defense, yards-wise. Um, still shaky against the one, but what more can we ask for, guys? I mean, this is uh, the wrap-up of a great season. I think the Packers are the favorite to make the Super Bowl in the NFC. Clear cut.
4: I uh, I no longer – I appreciate the phone calls always, Ty, and thanks for listening. Happy New Year. Gary, I don't uh, – it used to be we would always say, well, the defense is not going to hold up their end of the bargain and the Packers are going to have to score 40. They still may have to score 30
5: uh, against better teams
4: with better offense. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I mean, yeah. we have not no, faced – I mean. The Tennessee Titans were the top-scoring offense in in football, and the Packers showed them down to 14, but they did it their way. They did it by getting up early, kind of eliminating Derrick Henry, even though they did stick with him in the second half, until they just finally had to start throwing the ball. But they did it their way. If the Packers do that, they'll they'll win a Super Bowl. But the question I still have is, and, and I know this is not something that people talk about very often because everything looks great because of all the receivers that Aaron Rodgers is throwing to. But if they go down by a couple of scores, do they have – Aaron Rodgers to Devonta Adams, no doubt, lights out. But do they have enough to be able to overcome a deficit? That's the only area that I think people still question because we haven't seen that consistently throughout the season. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I don't know if
2: any team that's going to be in the playoffs that can do that. So that'd be, the, I think that'll be a bugaboo for all four or five teams that's, that's going to be in the playoffs, Bill. So, I mean, if we're constantly trying to find something that's – that's wrong with the team and I get it totally Mm -hmm. because we're trying to figure out if we can make it. So we, you know, so now we have a first round bye, right. And, and this has been on my, my, my Twitter feed too. I don't know about you, Bill, but it's what you're saying right now is can we overcome a two touchdown deficit? Probably not, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if I don't, well, let's just put it this way. I don't think Seattle could, I I don't think the Rams could if they were to make it. Uh, you know, I, I, I just don't think, um, who else in the NFC that I'm going to horn a blank on right now? I, I guess there's... Any of those yeah, teams you can. Game. Green Bay? I don't think any of those teams can come back from... Tampa Bay? No.
4: I think, I think be tough. the... Yeah, I don't know if Drew Brees could. Tampa Bay, maybe. I mean, they've all got good weapons offensively to where they could do it. But I agree with you. I don't think... Uh, and they've got defenses that could get you a, a stop. Well, but I don't well think enough, that, yes. Right. But I don't think there's many other teams out there, and I agree with you, that... that could just go and say, yeah, we could get down by two scores, no big deal, because I think the Packers are probably offensively the team that could probably do it if they stick to what it is they do best. New Orleans, I don't think Seattle could. Washington certainly couldn't. The Giants certainly couldn't. The Rams certainly couldn't. The Bears certainly can't. So it would be basically New Orleans and Tampa Bay, and that's it. Those are the right. two teams that I deem as probably the biggest threats to the Green Bay Packers. Right. And Tampa Bay is a five seed coming into this thing. Yes. You know, so. I mean, they barely you know, got in. Right. So, I mean, you, you got the Bears inching in because Arizona lost, and, and the Bears still lost to the Packers, but Arizona lost. The Rams get in with the win over Arizona. They were in. Then you got Tampa Bay, obviously, uh, and then the, the Giants uh, will get in if Washington loses. If Washington wins tonight, then Washington is in. I really – I know people were killing me today on Twitter. I wanted to see McCarthy get in. I wanted to see some stupid way it all worked out, and McCarthy had to come back to face Aaron Rodgers and company at Lambeau Field and watch just Rodgers go off. But once that, that again, was,
2: but once again, you saw some stupid way that the Dallas Cowboys can
4: lose a game, yep, right? <laughs> that's what you saw, yeah. right? Andy Dalton became Andy Dalton all over again. Well, no, you know, the
2: Cowboys like... became the Cowboys. Well, I that's mean, true. Th- there's just snake. That, that organization, I don't get what's there. I don't care. They're just snake bitten, dude. I mean that mm-hmm. that organization. I mean you're. You're, you're, you're The, the, the Giants, are, what, what did, did they break free and clear of a, of a and, and the guy clearly fumbled the ball and yeah. they give it back to the Giants? I mean, you can see the ball moving in the pile.
4: Yeah. I mean, yep. are you kidding me? Right. And I even kind of went, I said, wait a minute, because they said he has was down via possession. I'm like, what? Sit, sitting on the football was not possession. Well, no, now you now see he the, had ball it in his the ball moving. Right. The ball was at the top of the pile. He didn't have right. possession. Now, he laid down for a brief second with his arms yeah. around the football, if that's what you want to call possession, that's, but the ball was still whistle. moving at that yes. point. Yeah, that was a quick whistle. Right. Uh, let's do this. We'll come back. Daniel listening to us in Los Angeles. We're going to get to Nate in Milwaukee, Jim in Chicago. We're all over the country today. Packers gonna win, 35-16. They knock off the Bears. They are 13-3 and and kings of the NFC. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Green and Gold postgame show coming up right after this.
3: Packers game is over, and now it's time to break this one down. It's the Green and Gold postgame show with former Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the big unit, Bill Michaels.
4: The Green Bay Packers, they are kings of the NFC. They're a 35-16 winner over the Chicago Bears, 13-3 in the road to the Super Bowl. Uh, for the NFC, is going to go through Lambeau Field, at least we hope. Uh, but the Packers get the week by, rest up a little bit, get everybody back to uh, full health, or as, at least as close to it as you can possibly get, and then get ready for their next opponent. It's the Green and Gold Postgame Show. I'm Bill Michaels, alongside Gary Ellerson. And the Packers get the win, and uh, everybody in Packer Nation is rejoicing. And I, I think even those that have had questions – I, about the defense, we'll say, have said, you know what? Uh, you got to admit, you're starting to play hot and get good and peak at the right time. And then, in addition to that, uh, the only other negative you can really look to and say, man, you got to shore it up, and that's got to be special teams. And and at least God. today, special teams didn't look terrible. Although that uh, initial kickoff with a challenge flag flying, I've never seen that before, but that went uh, that went early on and made you shake your head. But beyond that, special teams, I think more so than anything. Could be the bugaboo for this team if they uh, if they don't fix it and fix it quick.
2: Well, they're just not special, right? I mean, they got you know they they're okay, they, but the special teams are not special. I mean, they just they they've got to invest in a return guy because that's what's going to make it special. They just don't have one. I mean, they need a a return guy that can also be a move. They need a, a Trayvon Austin when he first broke into the league or a Randall mm-hmm. Cobb when he first broke into the league. They just don't have. Uh, anything like that to return punts, kickoff returns, or anything like that. So they just they just become ordinary. They just become average. They just become
4: adequate. They're, like I say, they're not special. 855-830-8648. Let's get back to it. Daniel listening to us on the Radio.com app. He's listening out in Los Angeles, California. Uh, Daniel, how you doing?
6: Good, man, good. Uh, yeah, I just want to start off with a couple of little factoids. One, a uh, former Packer running back, Ty Montgomery had 100-plus rushing yards today for the Saints, which was good to see. And also, I don't know if you guys knew this, but uh, Dominic Daphne, uh, the mystery man no one knows anything about, is a rookie free agent out of Indiana State, which is where Robert Tanyan went. So that's mm-hmm. uh, that's a little uh, pipeline for the Packers maybe. Uh,
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, Who knew Indiana but State really- would be the uh, the mega structure when it comes to producing tight ends? Right.
6: Right. 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 Um, so, oh my, sorry.
0: Oh,
6: sorry, my Alexa went off. Um, guys, I was
0: gonna,
6: I was gonna ask. Uh, what are your thoughts on the real quarterback MVP today, Mitch Trubisky, who uh, I think you guys say always gives you a couple to maybe take advantage of every game.
2: Well, he got more than that. We just only could get really one. I mean, he, I mean, Kevin King had maybe a couple, didn't he, Bill? I mean. Yeah, he we just could only, but but we got the one that counted, and that's Adrian Amos, and you know he's been playing some really good football the last three four weeks.
4: We saw a couple of drops in that secondary today, and and again, you know, Mitch has played a much better brand of football. They've put him on the move early on in that ball game when Mitch was rolling out, and they were running misdirection and such. It you know some play action, I it looked a lot like the Packers' offense. You know, you get everybody going to the right, Mitch rolls out to the left, you get a quick hitter out, you pick up about five, six yards, you try to put the team in, in short, down and distance situations for Mitch and, and make teams guess, but you know, it just, it just takes a couple where you get behind, you got to start throwing the ball down and that's when the Packers started coming after him. It was pin your ears back, rub a couple of scores, make Mitch beat you, and same old Mitch. You know, he just, he's, he's not the guy that's going to consistently beat you or come up with consistent big plays and not throw a negative play in there every now and then. He's always going to have a couple of them, and, and Gary, you're right. He's right. The caller's right. We've talked about that time and again. He's going to throw you two or three. You just got to make the play on him. We oh, wanted God. to
8: make – Mitch play quarterback.
4: There it is. Those words from Tremont, Tremont Williams. <laughs> yeah, ringing so true, no doubt. Yeah. Let's go to yeah. Nate listening to us in Milwaukee. Nate, how you doing today, man? What's going on?
9: Hey, guys. Great show as always. Uh, just had a couple quick things. One, that N V S drop. Uh, obviously, he had the big other deep catch for the touchdown, but that second one, that killed me. Aaron Rodgers actually had a chance to beat his own record for all-time passer rating. If I know, I really right? That. Um, and he had no incompletions, you know, and then I know he ended up throwing incompletions, but he almost seemed rattled by it, you know, like Aaron disappointed by his own players, just can't can't come up with it. That was a really bad <laughs> drop. He put that right in the breadbasket. And then the other thing I had for you guys, A.J. Dillon, I know I agree with Gary that um, Aaron Jones is top dog as far as running backs on the team, but obviously A.J. Dillon's more that bruiser, you know, delivering blows, such an impressive game against the Titans. Do you think he didn't get much action tonight because maybe they're just trying to not have teams get another look at him before the playoffs. I feel like he's got to play more. Um, that four-yard touchdown run, I don't know if you guys saw this, but they had a camera angle last week where it showed it It was a camera from the, t- the end zone, so it was like behind the play, and it shows that he ended up trucking a defensive lineman. Like, he mm-hmm. trucked him to the ground, and I just yeah. feel like in a playoff game, you got to have that, and I'm just wondering if maybe they just didn't play him because they felt like they didn't need to in this game, but they're going to bring him back to the playoffs more?
2: No, I, I don't think that they think they need them. Um, they, I mean, between Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, I think they're fine. Um, I just I, – I don't think – I mean, they, they've got two running backs that are very capable, uh, and, and I think th- that's how they, they're going to roll. He's just got to wait his turn. I mean, why try to force feed him? I
9: I don't know. I just, I I guess, I just thought he was delivering more blows. You know, like Jamal Williams is a little. Well, and 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 I've said
2: this already. I mean, I I don't know if you heard earlier. I said, you know, if Bill asked me, you know, how do you think the running backs look? I said, you know what, I I like Aaron Jones would be my first choice, and AJ Dillon would be my second, and Jamal Williams would be my third. But that's not how they're going to go. They're going to go with the proven guy, Jamal Williams, because they trust him more.
9: I I understand. I know maybe on blitz pickup and things too. I get it. It's more probably complex.
10: But right. it's just, man,
9: seeing what A.J. Dillon did, Like it just seemed like demoralizing to a team. He's yeah. running over guys.
4: Yep. Good All stuff, right. man. Appreciate yeah. it. Uh, yeah. By the way, Aaron Rodgers ends the season uh, 372 of 526, 4,299 yards. So he misses 4,300 yards by a yard. 48 touchdowns, five picks, a completion percentage of 70.7. Mm. For Aaron Rodgers, 8.173 yards per pass play on the season. And uh, the caller was right. Aaron Rodgers ends with a quarterback rating for the season of 121.5. That's exactly one point less than his 2011 season when he had a 122.5. But don't forget that year he also had the record of 45 touchdowns. He averaged uh, almost, uh, what did he average that year as far as completion percentage? 68.3 in that season. And uh, he averaged 9.2 yards per pass play. So per pass play is about a yard difference from that year to this year. And uh, the completion percentage, though, went up by a couple of points. So Aaron Rodgers really, you talk about astronomical numbers, and that was also the year in which he was uh, winning an MVP. I you know that was an incredible season for him. Yeah, it was. And 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 he he eclipsed that. So, which is another reason why I I really believe that he's going to be the guy that's going to get the MVP. Bill, uh, can you season.
2: confirm? Can you confirm something for my guy? Joker's on my Twitter. I think they're Bear fans, saying that the Bears did make the playoffs. Is is that true? I mean, you can hit me if we got to go to the break. We can come back. You can
4: take um, or whatever. I believe if Ariz if Arizona lost, the Bears were in. Oh, really? Uh, and Arizona got beat, so they got beat uh, eighteen to seven, and the Cardinals fell to eight and eight. The Bears were eight and eight, but because of the tiebreakers, the Bears had the tiebreaker. At least that was what um, we were led to believe going into today. Now I have not taken a look at the actual standings. I can I can look at this via the NFL Network uh, right. just to be sure, but I believe uh, today with uh, with uh, the way things shook out, that, no, the Bears are in.
2: The Bears are I, I'm, in?
4: I'm, yeah, the Bears are in. I'm looking at the NFL <laughs> Network right now. The Bears are definitely in. Oh, my goodness. So, okay. Yeah. So, Green so, Bay, New Orleans, Seattle, then Washington, because it, as of right now, they're a division winner. If they win tonight, they're in. If they lose, then New York at 6-10 and 10 would then go. The Giants go, get in. It, the Giants would then get in. B- okay. Because they ended wow. up winning their division. If Washington loses, if Washington wins, Washington's in and they stay at the four seed. Then okay. it will be Tampa Bay, the Rams, and then the Bears. The Bears had an eight and eight record and they are definitely in the playoffs. They have clinched a spot. So yeah, the so Bears. So be even the, Bears yeah, fans are in denial.
2: So that will be the last spot. Correct.
4: The Bears have the, the Bears. last seed. Yes. Right. Regardless of what happens tonight, the Bears are in. They're in. Okay. Because the card Washington,
2: Washington, Washington win, they're in because they're a division winner. If they win, they're in. If right. they lose,
4: the Giants, the Giants, take Giants beat, the then take over the top they, spot, and the Giants are the four seed. Because the Viants win 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 that division, right? Yeah. So the Giants sitting at six and ten right now. Oh my God. And they are four spots behind the Bears for the wild card. If the Washington <laughs> football team loses, they go from being out in four spots behind the wild card to the fourth seed in the NFC. How about that? There oh you go. God. That's so. They're all sitting around right now, just watching the television to see yeah, uh, see what happens tonight with that game with uh, Washington and mm-hmm. Philadelphia. So, and, and Philadelphia, by the way, the second to last team in the uh, in the NFL or in the mm-hmm. NFC, I should say, and uh, the Falcons, uh, the Atlanta Falcons sitting at uh, sitting at four and twelve. Mm-hmm. They are the dead last in the NFC. So that's how things shake out. Uh, let's do this. eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. 830 8648 When we come back, we'll uh, talk to Jim and Joe and a cast of thousands all on hold. Stay tuned. we got more of the Green and Gold Postgame show next.
7: 16 stations strong. The Bill
3: Michaels Sports Talk Network. From the line of scrimmage to the end zone, what was the drive of the game? It's time for the Chevy Drive of the Game. Find what's next. Check out the new 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealer or
4: WisconsinDrivesChevy.com. Welcome back. Packers get a win. The Drive of the Game brought to you by your local Chevy dealers. And the drive was 12 plays, 76 yards, 735 coming off the clock, culminating with an Aaron Jones four-yard scamper. First and goal. Jones sneaking up the middle
6: touchdown
4: Green Bay compliments of Fox and there you have it that was a big drive in the fourth quarter 347 to go in the ball game and that kind of broke it open gave the Packers after the PAT the 28-16 lead and after that uh, the Packers get the ball back and Rogers to Devontae Adams with just a couple of minutes left to go in the contest to blow it open at 25 or 35-16 And uh, the Packers go on to win, that being your final. That is the drive of the game. The drive of the game brought to you by our good friends over there at Chevy. Find out what's next. Check out the new 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealers. Go to WisconsinDriveChevy.com. That's WisconsinDriveChevy.com. Good stuff there. Let's go back to the phone calls. A lot of people on hold that uh, want to talk about this game. Uh, Let's go to Jim listening to us in Chicago. Jim, how you doing, man? What's up?
6: Oh, I'm doing fantastic tonight. You know, I'm going to give a, a quick shout-out to my buddy Matt, who's listening on the Radio.com app up there in Milwaukee. So uh, always good to talk to Matt. Um, nice. You know, the thing is, I, I'm with you, Bill. I, I was, for the first time in my life ever, I was rooting for the Cowboys, strictly for the, the outside chance that uh, the Packers could face the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy at Lambeau. That would have been awesome. Um, but getting back to this game, here's the thing. We have always talked uh, for the last few weeks that one of the keys to the Packers being successful is for them to dominate the uh, time of possession. The Bears beat us by the time of possession by 10 minutes, which is a lot. That's That's an awful lot. But yet we pulled this one out. And the thing is, we have now secured the number one seed. We have one game to win to get the NFC Championship game. And I feel really, really good about where we're at right now. And I, and, and I don't see any reason why we can't get to the Super Bowl
4: this year. Well, Gary and I kind of talked. Appreciate the phone call, and you're right about the time of possession. Bears 35-29, Packers 24-31. And, uh, and Gary, that's uh, that's a little disconcerting because that means you're not getting off the field as a defense as often as you would like. And the third down percentage, as a matter of fact, for the Bears – was 40% offensively today, and that's not where the Packers want to be. And also, 83%, five of six on fourth down. The ba- the the Bears were basically going for it. They had nothing to lose if they kind of felt that they uh they knew the game was getting out of hand. They had to do something, and they they went for it numerous times on fourth down today and converted five out of six. So yeah, the Packers defense defensively were on the field a long time, and uh, in in big games and tight games, that can ultimately cost you as well. It really oh, can, Bill. Oh, yeah, there
2: you no, go. I'm here. Yeah, no, it it really can, okay. Bill. Um, because I, I think what happens, uh, you look at time of possession, right? And defenses get worn down, and you just don't want to have your defense on the field uh, that long. And 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 so, I mean, they they went forward on fourth, and they had to, right? I mean, they they had to keep putting pressure on right. on Green Bay, so they had to go forward on fourth down. Listen, I I, I just think. You know, at the end of the day, it just shows you that the Packers were didn't play their best game and they were that much better than the Chicago Bears. I mean, you had a huge drop in that game by MVS, which changed really the momentum and the flow of the game. And the Packers were still able to rally and get a win. I mean, the Bears tried their best. They tried that. And that's what you got to do. You got to try. I mean, that that one was that one drive in the third quarter. I think it was it was a 15 play drive. With, for 80 yards but no points. And I forgot how much the time they took yeah. off the clock. Yeah. And they took a ton of time off the clock. And that's what you got to do to beat uh, the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers right now. Possess the football as best as you can.
4: 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. Go ahead and give us a shout again. 855 830 eight six four eight uh we'd love to hear from you and uh we'll talk more about this game uh, as we uh, continue on let's go to joe listening to us in racine joe welcome to the program what's up hey thanks for taking my call
8: i just have two things the first one is I, i'm looking at these playoffs and i'm thinking the one team that has a defense that could give us problems is is tampa bay because of a pass rush the other defenses i think we can handle and I guess the other thing I'd just I'd get your thought on is if you could explain, if someone can explain the kickoff as to what the ruling was. I, I, my, my problem is the ball never went out of bounds, so I don't understand how it could have gone out of bounds when the ball never did. You know, So I'm sure it's a quirky rule, so I'm hoping you can explain that and just comment on the, the other defenses
9: we'll be facing.
4: Thanks. Appreciate it. Um, the, the rule basically is if the ball carries you, if the kickoff carries you out of bounds, but the ball itself does not go out of bounds, the ball, therefore, if touched, is out of bounds. So instead of it going into the end zone, uh, as a player, you cannot advance a ball once you're out of bounds. If it carries you and takes you out of bounds, then it would be the same as kicking it out of bounds, which is the reason they get the ball at the 40-yard line.
2: Right, Hopefully and therefore his foot was out of bounds when he touched right, the ball. Right, correct.
4: And really, it's that damn it's turf monster, monster that rules, takes though. place yeah. down there at uh, right. down there in Chicago because he, he slipped on his own turf. Right. Had he not slipped, he would have stayed in bounds correct. and probably picked it up and tried to run it back. Correct. So yeah, I mean, that, and, and you get it because yeah. right, and you get it because they wanted to pin Corderell Patterson to one side of the field or the other. they? Didn't, mm-hmm. they didn't want to allow him to get free. So that's – and you understand what it is they're doing. But it just – it was just a – it's a quirky rule, and, and that's what happened. 855-830-8648. Let's go back to it. Let's talk to Irv listening to us on the south side. Irv, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey, man.
8: Hey, man. Happy New Year. You know, I just thought, to you know, buddy. what a – you know, as bad as 2020 was, what an incredible year of football that we uh, got to chance to witness that. fans. you know, even though we wasn't – um there in person, I, I, I'm pretty sure it probably brought more families closer together and friends together. So, you know, kudos to the NFL, man, for, uh, you know, sticking it out and, man, making sure they had these safety protocols. Because, man, I'm telling you, this is some of the best football I ever hear. You know, and I want to send kudos to any Browns fan. I know there's some probably displaced Browns fans <laughs> I'm
2: sure there is. here in
8: the state of Wisconsin. 18 years. That's what I'm talking about. This year has brought some incredible footballs. So who would have thought the Cleveland Browns? And I'm just really sure somebody in New York is sitting there on their knees, probably about six of them in an apartment building that cost them about $3,000 a month, hoping that uh, Philly can uh, beat the Redskins tonight. But what an incredible year. And part of my quarterback, uh, Aaron Rodgers, man, the MVP, man, I could see why uh, Shaden wooder was looking at him with them googly eyes. Sometimes I look at him with them googly eyes, man, because he's just an incredible <laughs> – a uh, player, an incredible athlete, and a credible, you know, all the years we talked about how he was a prima donna, man, this this dude, he just wants to win. And he showed it, you know, and you know, I thought he was going to get upset and set with MBS, but he didn't show no emotion, man. He just came right back at it and got us the victory. So hope, hopefully, man, we can get to the Super Bowl, man, and, you know, put 2020 behind us, man, and we'll be looking back at this as one of the biggest things that happened in our lives besides COVID.
4: I, I, you know what? appreciate the phone call. I've said, Gary, you know, it, this would be the year, as crappy as the year is, it kind of is a double-edged sword, this would be the year the Packers go to the Super Bowl when you're not allowed to go. Of
2: course, right?
4: You know? Of course. They, this is the year what Packers fans have been salivating for, and, and <laughs> of course it would happen during of COVID. Of course, right? And the Packers go to the Super Bowl. Now, don't get me wrong, because Packers fans throughout the country – are going to be just ecstatic. That's going to mm-hmm. be the bright spot in what would mm-hmm. otherwise be known as a really craptastic year mm-hmm. with COVID. But this would be the year the Packers will end up going. It's just, it, you know, when, yeah, when nobody right. can go, there's no Radio rows, there's no convention, there's no nothing. It's just the game, and that's it.
2: You know what so I mean? They take it, well, they said they're going to have twenty-five to 30,000 people in the stands. So, there you go. Somebody's going to get in. Yeah, they'll gonna give gonna those mean. tickets
4: to corporate people. Yep, and uh, probably a whole bunch of frontline responders and yes. uh, and and a few fans and that's it. Yeah. So yeah, no doubt. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. Question here. This is from Jake, who wants to know about Kevin King. Said, "Look, it's third and three. Why is he lining up always five to ten yards off the ball and allowing quick outs in front of him? Is that scheme?" That's a great question. Sometimes it's just the player. Sometimes it's the zone you're covering. Sometimes it's scheme, and sometimes it's just maybe this guy's got you a couple times, so you're giving him an extra couple of steps so he doesn't get behind you. And, and maybe I they're pref- just playing and, that and, to, and to keep it from that.
2: you. And L- that. Love to fight another day. Yeah. I, I can remember, a- Bill, when this Packer team's back in that secondary used to blow coverages all the time. Everything was mm-hmm. over the top of them a lot. You just don't see that out of the Packers secondary anymore. So I'm good with that.
4: Yeah. I, I- it-, it is – a little maddening at times but uh like we said before a lot of the times when kevin mm-hmm. king is being highlighted it's because they're not throwing to the side of the field that jair alexander's Correct. on Correct. that's just it's just he's going to see a lot more action over there 855 mm-hmm. 830 before we break got to go to L. listening to us in philly let's go back to philadelphia and talk to L. Al. al how you doing man i'm
11: great man happy new year fellas
4: same to you buddy you too pal
11: um yeah, I don't, I, I don't have anything negative to say. I've been not having anything negative to say for the past month, basically, because of uh, the way we've been playing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to nitpick nothing I'm happy of. Aaron Rodgers going to win MVP. Uh, Devontae Adams really proved himself being the best wide receiver in the league. We arguably have one of the best, even not the best, corner in the league, with Jair Alexander. Um, I like the fact we picked up Snacks. He got some um, reps today. Um, we didn't play A.J. Dillon too much but, you know, we could save him for, for a rainy day or whatever just in case, you know, in the playoffs if somebody was to go down or just to change the whole, you know, uh, pitch up as far as with us running the ball. Now, you know what? I'm, I'm going to take that back about me not saying anything. The only thing that I had a problem with today is the fact that it was, be, it be, it was being past – I mean, past Henry – pass happy. I'm sorry, I'm driving. Past happy as, you know, in the third quarter. Just run the ball. Like, you don't have to be the smartest person in the room. Just run the ball. I mean, it was third and one, and I think he – um. He threw a pass. He almost his pass. and got intercepted or whatever it was. I just want us just, just to stick to running the ball. Aaron Rodgers, you're going to get your uh, your passes. Let's do. It. Continue doing what we've been doing in the first half of games. Let's carry it to the second half, and we should have no problem walking away with a Lombardi. But it's a, it's a great day. I'm happy, and I'm just strolling around the city like it's my city. So, thanks, <laughs> guys. That's
4: perfect, man. That's perfect. Um. No, I, the, the biggest bugaboo for the Packers to me, Gary, is just figure out third quarters. Third quarters, they have not, uh, throughout the season, now last week they played extremely well, but throughout the season, third quarters have been really non-climactic when it comes to the offense. They haven't been able to really do too much coming out of the shoot at halftime, and, and that's been something that's been a problem. Other than that, they've played good football in, in every quarter but the third. Well, what we talked about, and specifically the third quarter
2: this time, right? It was it was about the MVS drop. I mean, mm, that's really right? the only thing. Because then, Bill, they come out of what right halftime, and then they go up two scores. Game's over. And then Chicago gets the ball. They march down the field, or at least they try to take some time off the clock, and then you go into a little law. Then, then then they get a couple stops. So if we start talking about what can hurt the Packers? MVS just cannot have those types of drops in games. He cannot have big play touchdown drops and he cannot have third and three or third and five drops to keep drives going. Those will kill a team. Those will you you will lose football games against better teams when you're having those kind of drops. That that can't happen in the playoffs.
4: Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. Come back. More of your reaction as the Green Bay Packers get a win 35-16. They knock off the Chicago Bears. They are 13-3 to end the season. They are kings of the NFC. We got more of the Greenville Postgame Show coming up next.
7: Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. It's tough out there.
3: So who got banged up? Today's injury report, sponsored by Tayback Law Veterans. If you feel you have been wrongfully denied any benefits, contact Tayback for the payback at taybackattorneys.com.
4: The good news, no- <clears throat> excuse me, the good news is welcome back is uh, I just hit puberty at the age of 54. Uh, that uh, there really weren't any significant injuries for the Green Bay Packers today. Unfortunately, we're talking about David Bakhtiari, who goes down for the season with that uh, ACL injury. He suffered in practice the other day. But as far as the game today, nobody of significance uh, really went down. No significant injuries, I guess I should say. And that's sponsored by our friends at Tayback Law. Veterans, if you feel that you've been wrongfully denied any benefits, contact Tayback for the payback at TaybackAttorneys.com. That's T-A-B-A-K, Tayback Attorneys. Dot com Again, com. So uh, that that's the good news. But, uh, Gary, now you you guys talk to David Bakhtiari each and every week. You get a chance to get to know him and hear him and pick his brain. Um, I, I can't imagine after all that he said this week about beating the pee out of the ba- the, the Bears and, and, you know, about business and, and what it is they need to do after the bye week, I mean, fully confident that they were going to get the win and then move on. I can't imagine what he's feeling right now. Uh, I equate this to when the Packers won the Super Bowl. Remember, they lost Jermichael Finley. They lost Nick Barnett. They lost Donald Driver. In the game, they lost Charles Woodson. I mean, all those injuries came into play where you just felt for these guys that weren't able to either play in, compete in, or get to the Super Bowl because of significant injuries. You feel for David Bakhtiari now, man.
2: Yeah, you do. But, I mean – God, you want to be on that stage you want to be in that game I could only imagine all you know the hard work that you put into it and then you just you're just not able to play I mean you know of course you signed a huge deal highest paid uh tackling the game today but yeah I don't know maybe he'll give some of that money back just to be on that stage to play in that game
4: Uh, let's do this. Uh, we get back to the phone calls coming up here momentarily. So stay, stand by if you're on hold, 855-830-8648. Uh, this was from Chuck who says, what do you think they're doing with Dylan after doing such a great job getting him the ball last week? Why did he only have one carry this week? And Gary, as you'd mentioned, I mean, you know, Jamal Williams was back. He wasn't in that game right. last week. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason – and Aaron Jones and company, they had pretty much wrapped that game up. It was a 40-14 to 14 win. So A.J. Dillon became the guy in the snow that they could give the ball to. You're not going to take the ball out of the hands of the guys that have got you there. You know what I mean?
2: Right. Right. And, and, that's, and that's what ends up – you know, you look at the game today and it's – they want to make – Jamal Williams has been in his offense. You're not going to take him out and he's their best pass protector, not necessarily their best receiver, but he's really kind of almost a gadget guy that can do everything for him. And they trust mm-hmm. him. Rodgers trusts right. him. Right. You don't see Rodgers point fingers on, I'm calling Olive audible, and this is where you got to go. I mean, he did that last week with A.J. Dillon. He's not doing that with Jamal Williams. He knows it. So you, you trust guys a little bit more. You trust your veteran guys a little bit more down the crunch time like this. That's just the way it goes.
4: Jim says, uh, hey, guys, Brady is the GOAT. We all know that. It's going to be very difficult for the Packers to get by the GOAT. The location of the team doesn't mean much to Brady. I give the Packers a 50-50 chance of actually making it to the Super Bowl. I agree with that, Jim, because I, I said, look, cold weather is not going to phase Tom Brady. I understand that. But he's not playing right. this entire year and living this entire year in New England. He's doing it in a warm climate. If you've Even if you've gone on vacation, Uh, from a warm climate and then come back and then you get off the plane during say february or january Mm -hmm. it's just a different animal it's you know Mm -hmm. when you're living in it and working in it and playing in it every day that's one thing but when you say okay i come from that climate but i've been living in a warm weather it's just different isn't it gary i mean your blood gets thin tom bray's blood is thin already
2: just from being he's, down there the, for a year, just yeah. being in Florida, yeah. He he's thin because he got a nice tan going. Yeah, he ain't ready for this.
4: And and let's be honest, I mean, it, even if Brady shakes it off and says, "Okay, I played in this," a lot of those other guys <laughs> haven't. <it>. You know, <laughs> he's right. got the guys around him. You know, and before when you're talking you know it, before
2: you know it, second quarter, and you're down
4: fourteen. Yeah, and now all of a sudden, you got to come screaming back in the snow right. or the right. frigid cold or what have you. So right. I yes. don't. Uh, I think, as a matter of fact, they did a whole piece on this, and I don't know if it was on the pregame for the NFL Network or ESPN or where Mm -hmm. I saw it, but they said that the one team that has the actual home field advantage in the entire postseason is the Green Bay Packers because of this, this climate that they play in. Uh, it wouldn't be, you know, when you start to look through the rest of these teams in the NFL, it, it wouldn't be Seattle. It wouldn't be, you know, uh, say New Orleans, obviously, because they play in the Dome and they don't have who nation. So it becomes kind of a, a moot point. It's not going to be Washington, Tampa Bay. No, the Rams, no, the Bears, maybe, you know, but the Bears aren't going to be playing at home. No. So it's not going to really mean anything to the Bears. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think the one home field advantage throughout this entire uh, maybe if you get that midwestern snow in Kansas City, or maybe you get a nor'easter in Buffalo, then it becomes a, a, a real threat for the AFC. Mm-hmm. But I don't think in the NFC that I, there's any bigger home field advantage right now than Lambeau Field. Speaking that of been. that, when you look at that AFC, there's not one team in the AFC that's in the postseason that has less than 11 wins. You talk oh, yeah, about a wild strong. ride in the AFC in the NFC, or in The over AFC, yes, yeah, right. Indianapolis got in. They tied with the Titans, but because of the tiebreaker, the Titans win uh the tiebreaker so they didn't win the division. But you got Kansas City at 14 and 2, Buffalo at 13 and 3, and then Pittsburgh 12 and 4, then everybody else 11 and 5, 11 and 5, 11 and 5, 11 and 5. And that's mm-hmm. Tennessee, Baltimore, Cleveland, and Indianapolis. Man. That's those are all good teams over there. They're all they're strong. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's AFC that's is solid. stacked right now. Yeah. By the way, uh, the Packers uh, for uh, that's that's brought this up when somebody said, "Well, the Packers were only two and two against teams with a winning record." Uh, technically, they're three and two because the Bears coming into this contest had a winning record. So, and they beat the Bears. The Bears finished their season at eight and eight. So, uh, so technically, they ended up three and two on the season against teams. With a record that's better than 500, let Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We got more. The Green Bay Packers get a win, 35-16. They knock off the Chicago Bears. Top dogs in the NFC at 13-3. More of the Green and Gold Postgame show next.
7: Wisconsin Wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Sometimes you got to stick. And sometimes you got a hit.
3: Let's find out the hit of the game. Brought to you by the Boilermakers Local 107. Building and rebuilding America for over 225 years. Check out their apprenticeship opportunities at Boilermakers107.com.
4: Welcome back. Packers get a win, 35-16. They knock off the, Cle- or excuse me, the Chicago Bears. I'm sitting here watching a Cleveland Browns highlight at this moment. I uh, apologize for that, but the Packers remain a supreme when it comes to the NFC. In the meantime, the hit of the game, normally a defensive play, but this one was Rodgers over-the-top hitting MVS. Here it is. Bears coming with the blitz. Rodgers sees it, floats it down the middle.
6: It is caught. Valdez, Scantling, going to go. Green Bay, 72 yards.
4: How can you put a linebacker on MVS coming out of the slot? I mean, he got wide open. I mean, he ran away from everybody, and that uh, is courtesy of Fox. That's the hit of the game. Brought to you by the Boilermakers Local 107. Building and rebuilding America for over 225 years. Check out their apprenticeship opportunities at Boilermakers107.com. And uh, Jesse writes in the Wendy's email inbox, by the way, Jesse listening to us in Chicago says, how in the world can the Bears end up putting uh, uh, some of these guys on these slot receivers, I think he means some of these linebackers that they had on them, mm-hmm. on these slot receivers like Marquez Vadas-Scantling and Devontae Adams? It was a field day for Aaron Rodgers. Sometimes it just depends on the on the defense that's called, the personnel that's on the field, and the area that you have to cover, right, Gary? I mean, it's more at right. that point in time, even though you're, man, you're manned up, you're taking zones as they kind of move through the zones.
2: Well, and, and it's also the matchups, right? So the Packers couldn't know that they're in there. So they give you maybe, I don't know if there was an empty set or not, but maybe they can give you an empty set. And then you got to go to another check on that. And now you're bringing a blitzer off the, you know, off the, you know, off the corner. And now you're matched up with a, your inside receivers matched up with a linebacker one-on-one that that's probably game planning by the Green Bay Packers, knowing that that's what they're going to get because they went to it twice. You got it once with MVS, and you got it another time with Dominic Daffy with the same coverage, same set, but with guys in different formations. With Daphne, he was in the same formation as Devontae Adams on the right-hand side close to in, in tight in the slot. And
4: I'll tell you what, Devontae coming out of the slot is just, you can't cover the guy.
2: Well, you can't touch him.
4: You you can't. It's he's just got a it's free ridiculous. release, right? It's just and and they love that because he's just got, he's got just he, he's just silky smooth right now. He's just playing on a different plane than everybody else. And when you put him coming out of the slot, that's like when they used to do it with Jordy, right? Jordy was the same way. You run single high safety wherever you were going to swing that extra back or two or that extra DB to, it was leaving things wide open. And if you didn't right. hit Jordy on that back shoulder throw, which was so deadly. You had Randall or James or Sir Donald or somebody on the other side that could just bust it loose and, and blow the lid off, which is why you really want to keep Marquez Valdez scaling around because he'll show you that speed. You get him in a Correct. slot, you get him a matchup. He's five steps on everybody else. And if he can just consistently catch the football, he's the guy that blows the lid off the of defenses, not so much Devontae Adams because he's still got to pay attention to MVS mm-hmm. and that one-on-one sure. coverage. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight eight five five eight three zero eight six 830 for it. let's go to Trell on the North Side. Trell, welcome to the program, man. What's happening?
12: Hey, how you guys doing? Happy New Year.
4: The same to you, T. You too.
12: Um, I mean, I ain't got much to complain about today. Um, and that MVS, that MVS uh, drop was probably pretty much um was probably the biggest play. It changed the momentum of the game. Um, when he made that drop, they went from being able to go up two scores to putting the game behind them forcing uh, the Bears to probably put the ball in Trubisky hands more, and he probably would turn turned it over more. To them being able to run it and, and slowly drive methodically down there, I think, and then we had a fumble. If I'm not, when, did we have – did Tavon Austin fumble the ball? When was that when he fumbled? Was yeah, that
2: the kickoff return, yeah. yeah.
12: Yeah, so then they got the ball back. Defense had a good stand there. They only got a field goal, but that took more time off the clock than then. When the offense came back out, it just seemed like they were a little irky-jerky. They had been on the bench for a while. And that's happened multiple times this year uh, in those third quarters. The reason why it, most of the time the other team has the ball majority of the quarter. Um, and then the Packers getting them small spurts. When they do get it, they're rushing. They don't convert on uh, third down. And then they end up punting and give it back to them. So uh, that could be something that could be that we got to sure up. He can't drop balls like that because when you play better teams, that's going to be able to score points, maybe what the Bears weren't able to do, that could become a problem right there. But for the most part, that's about it. I mean, I don't have any concerns defensively. I think they can stop the run. Uh, I think they can get after the quarterback. And uh, they play good in coverage, especially with Amos and um, um, the other safety. Savage's been playing real good um, these last, you know, four, five, six weeks that they've been on this winning streak. So,
7: um,
12: I mean, the ball's in their court, man, they can go to the Super Bowl or they could, you know, have a game where they go on the low and they can lose. I believe it's the same way that Gary was saying before, and that's, that's the same way I say I think they are the favorite. But, you know, with a week off, who knows what can happen. So we'll see. <clears throat> we'll see because I think they're probably going to have to play Tampa Bay um, the first game. So if they're able to get up to Brady in that cold, they'll be fine. If they're not able to pressure him for some reason, we could be in trouble. So, it's pretty much that's how it's going to go with the matchups.
4: Yeah, it's uh, and Terrell, thanks for the phone call. And Gary, when when he gets into the matchups and talking about the break and the buys, and you know, you tell me. I mean, on one hand, you got momentum, things are rolling, your offense is clicking. On the other hand, you do need to get all your guys healed up and guys that have been going through concussion protocol or just not feeling good, get rid of the bumps and the bruises. What does the bye week do for a, a player? I mean, I, I my assumption is every player wants the bye week.
2: Yeah, I mean, every player wants a bye week. Everybody's hurt right now. And this is a chance to get healed up and to get healthy. Now, a lot of people say you run the risk of timing and all that. I, I just think that the Packers are playing some really good football. If they were to lose this game in the first round, it won't be because of – they got too much rest trust me I, um it would be because it's just you know it's a one and done it's not like the nba where you get to play seven games five games you know and the best team can win on any on any given day in the nfl you could lose it so you got to be playing your best and the packers are playing the best football in the nfc with them being out of this game um the first round it shouldn't hurt them i, I think it, it should make them better they have a lot of guys that their linebackers. Barnes went down today. How many times? Like two, three times. Yeah. I mean, they've got. I mean, you've had you've had uh, uh, Kenny Clark banged up with with the groin. Um, you had uh, you you've had a lot of other guys. Yeah, Kirksey banged up
4: throughout the season. Kirksey was yeah, banged up. Um, is Kevin it areas with the ankle?
2: Kevin King banged up. Right. So you've got a lot of guys that are dealing with some nagging injuries that they can use a day off.
4: Um, you, you I'm 100% correct. Um, by the way, somebody, uh, this is uh, from uh, Kathy who wanted to know what the matchups were. So as it stands, uh, now depending on what happens with Washington, if they win or lose, Chicago travels to New Orleans. The Rams will travel to Seattle and then Tampa Bay will either travel to Washington or New York depending on what happens tonight. If Washington wins, then they're going to Washington. If Washington loses, then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to New York, which why when Terrell said most likely you're going to play Tampa Bay, if you assume all the top seed wins – Right. Uh, then, except for the Tampa Bay game, because Tampa Bay most likely should be able to beat either Washington or New York, right. then it would be Tampa Bay, the lowest seed, and that's who the Green Bay Packers would face. So it, it, it appears anyway that maybe there's a revenge game in the making, only this time it'll be at Lambeau Field between the Green Bay Packers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then the Packers get an opportunity to avenge that 38-10 to embarrassing loss at the hands of the Buccaneers from earlier this season back during Week 6. Let's do this. We'll step away, take a quick break. We've got another hour yet to go. The Packers get a win, 35-16. They knock off the Bears. They finish the season at 13-3. And the top dog in the NFC, we now have more of the Green and Gold Postgame Show right after this.
7: Listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
3: The Packers game is over. And now it's time to break this one down. It's the Green and Gold Postgame Show with former Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the big unit Bill Michaels.
4: 35-16, the Packers get the win, they knock off the Bears, they are kings of the NFC at 13-3. and Welcome, it's the Green and Gold Postgame Show. I'm Bill Michaels alongside Gary Ellerson, my partner now for uh, a decade, Gary, a decade. A decade? A decade. Oh my goodness. We are now I in fly. 2021. We are oh. in a decade, yeah. Oh. How about that? Didn't realize that until somebody no, brought that up no, to me on Twitter. No. So didn't you come out? Yeah, 2011 is when uh, you and I started doing it. We are now in 2021, so technically we're a decade old.
2: That's a decade, Bill.
4: Now this is our ninth season, of course, Uh but it'll be our tenth season coming up uh, in August. I'm
2: hoping, I'm hoping next football season we're back at Lambeau Field. We're back at Soldier Field. I mean, we're back doing our thing
4: back What'd at hinterland seeing everybody yes, and yeah that. I am looking forward to all of that.
2: I'm praying for that. Hopefully yeah. we can get back to some sort of normalcy. We can get fans back into the stands cuz they I mean you listen, if you start thinking about the Green Bay Packers and what they mean to the fans. I mean, it's owned by the fans. I mean, mm-hmm. and so we you know, some kind of way we need to figure out how to get that back. You know, we just talked about this so they're going to allow 25 to 30,000 people uh at the Super Bowl. So hopefully that's – so we're on our way to get to that. Now the NBA, they're saying they're going to get some fans back in to these arenas, which would be great. And so now we've got a whole another season to go around, and we, hopefully we can get all this stuff, you know, resolved by the time we get back to the NFL season this summer.
4: Uh, let's do this. Aaron Rodgers just left the podium moments ago, and his uh, presser is brought to you by all the time our friends at Robert Hack Diamonds. Go to Robert Hack H-A-C-K, RobertHackDiamonds.com, where they always pay green. For your gold, again, go to roberthackdiamonds.com. Here is Aaron Rodgers after the win. So there you go, Aaron Rodgers after the ball game, and a lot of reflection there uh, on number twelve. We'll talk about this when we come back. Stay tuned. Packers gonna win 35-16. They knock off the Chicago Bears. Kings of the NFC. They go to thirteen and three on the season. Matt Lafleur in his young head coaching career is twenty-six and six in two years in the regular season. Amazing. Stay tuned. We got more of the Green and Gold postgame show next.
7: Border to border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
6: 19. Time for Rogers no. fires and is caught for the touchdown by Daphne.
4: Who knew? A guy named Daphne would find his way on the receiving end of an Aaron Rodgers pass into the end zone. One of four different receivers to uh, go beyond the end zone line and put it in for the Green Bay Packers. Packers got a win over the Bears, 35-16. They go to 13-3. Welcome back. It's the Green and Gold Postgame Show. I'm Bill Michaels alongside uh, Gary Ellerson, former Packer and Badger running back. A lot of people uh, over on uh, Twitter and Facebook, uh, Gary, that I'm reading, um, wanting to know who the opponent is going to be for the Green Bay Packers. They don't know yet. As a matter of fact, uh, the wild card weekend schedule was just announced So coming up on Saturday, it's going to be Indy at Buffalo is going to be, and these times are Eastern. I'm going to convert to Central. It's going to be the noon kickoff. Uh, Then the the L.A. Rams at Seattle, that's going to be the 340 Central time kickoff. Then Tampa Bay at either New York or Washington will be that night's uh, 715 kickoff. And then on Sunday, you've got uh, Baltimore, Tennessee, Chicago at New Orleans. That, by the way, is (laughs) going to... It's going to be on CBS and Nickelodeon. That's going to be the Nickelodeon game. And uh, then you're going to have uh, the late game that uh, Sunday night. is going to be Cleveland on the road against Pittsburgh. Cleveland just beat Pittsburgh to put themselves into the postseason. Now they've got to go back to Pittsburgh to uh, to try to beat the Steelers, who will be back at full strength after the Steelers kind of rested everybody. This is going to be – I'll tell you what, Gary, you and I talked about it before. Every team in the AFC has 11 wins or better. This is going to be a fun postseason. It really is.
2: No, it really is. I think when you look at – um, all the games that are left and the teams that are going to be in it. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of intrigue, especially on the AFC side. Because I think if you look at the Buffalo Bills right now, I think a lot of people are saying maybe Buffalo's the team to beat, not not the Kansas City Chiefs. So we'll, we'll see how that all plays out.
4: 855-830-8648. If you want to chime in, feel free to go ahead and do so. 855 830 Eight six four eight. Uh, this one's from Mark. He says uh, one of the best pickups the Packers don't talk about nearly enough is Adrian Amos, and he loves playing against the Chicago Bears. Um, Gary, you and I talk. It's not that Adrian Amos is this flashy, lockdown, hit you like you know crazy coming off the edge safety. He's just kind of a stabilizing guy, right? He's not a right, big flashy talk, player, right,
2: right? Right. I was talking to the guys this morning on a score during their pregame show. And they would ask me one, you know, about who one of the most important guys in the defense is Adrian Amos. I said, when we had Ha Ha Clinton Dix here, guys were blowing coverages left and right. I mean, Amos bought stability on that back end. I mean, he. I mean, he doesn't make flashy plays, but he makes the most important plays. He makes plays that he's supposed to make. And then he allows his other players not to get beat deep. I mean, they're sound. I mean, it just – is. you know what? That was a great investment by the Packers to go get him and bring him over here. It's what they needed. I mean, have they had better safeties? Yeah, they have. Leroy Butler, Nick Collins. I mean, yeah, to name a few. They have. But this guy – I mean, plays up to his potential, to his ability every single week. And listen, over the last four weeks, he's probably the most valuable player on this defense.
4: Yeah, I would completely agree. Him, Savage has really played well since about week 10, week 11. Darnell Savage Jr. has played extremely well. I like the way he's – and, you know, you went through it before. You look at the middle linebacking core. You look at the play. Now you got Snacks Harrison, a rotating Snacks. guy. Snacks. But- he's he's there Kingsley right. Kiki's played well Rashawn Gary has come on Kamal Martin you get the Barnes I mean all these guys that are starting to they're making plays and you're noticing what they're doing it's not flashy and it's not making them right. this top 10 defense but what they've been able to do is is really kind of I, I don't want to say just come together that seems to be too cliche but for lack of a better term they've all played better they've all just kind of stepped up their game and that's what's made this the the, dif, the difference in a defense that was so scary as far as its fans go has right. now become a little more stabilized. Even though we're, we're still sitting there with our arms folded going, okay, show me something in the postseason, You're I think right. a lot more people now are saying, you know what, maybe they got enough to win. They don't have like to blow people out, but maybe they got enough to win if the defense just gets a couple of stops here and there, you know? Right. You're right about that. 855 no 830 When we come back, we'll hear from the head coach, Matt LaFleur. We'll also give you our MVP of the game. And then uh, coming up uh, a little bit later on here, about 15, 20 minutes, you're going to hear from our own uh, Green and Gold insider, uh, Mike Clemens, as well with all the game sounds. So stay tuned. A couple more segments to go for the final regular season game. Our postseason edition comes up in two weeks. But the final regular season game for the Green Bay Packers, 35-16. They beat the Bears. They go to 13-3. We've got more of the Green and Gold postgame show next. 16 stations strong.
7: The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
8: We wanted to make Mitch play quarterback.
9: Sunday, Sunday, Sunday.
8: Trubisky loads
6: up and intercepted. Adrian Amos looking for blocks Has a couple Inside the 30 and the big interception Haunting Trubisky He's been so good today But ill-advised that time And the Packers take over How could you ever love a team with Jim McMahon Not even Porky Pig Was as big a him They got a reputation That's mostly based on luck The Bears still suck
4: The Bears still suck Bears still song. Ah, the, the song Bears plays, and song. we all smile. There you have it. Uh, Packers got to win over the Bears, 35-16. Packers 13-3 to end the regular season. Now they've got to buy, and now they sit back and wait for their next opponent. Gary Ellerson alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. And uh, wait, let me ask you this, Gary, because you played in this rivalry. Real quick before we hear from Matt LaFleur. What, what, what Can you imagine what those guys in that locker room are going through? Because they have, for numerous times in the Aaron Rodgers era, we've seen big plays and big moments come late in the season against the Chicago Bears. We saw them win the NFC Championship game. We saw Aaron Rodgers and Randall Cobb return from injuries to beat the Bears and win the division and go into the postseason. We've now seen the Packers base, give the knockout blow to the, to the Chicago Bears, even though they're still going to be playing next weekend. They punched him square in the mouth. The Bears didn't have a shot in this thing. We've seen this happen. What does this mean to this franchise and the guys inside the walls of that locker room?
2: Well, I mean, I, I think when you start talking about the rivalry, I, you know, I, it's, it's you know it's the old, oldest rivalry in in the NFL. Um, guys understand that. Um, Back Tiari understands that. Rogers understand that guys that, that have been on his team long enough understands what it means and then it just kind of get passed down I mean you know far probably passed it down on to Rodgers and and so on and so forth I mean Josh sitting then pass importance down on onto on you know a back tra and our back tra gets it to you know Corey Lindsley you know some of these younger guys and mm-hmm. so it, it means a lot I mean and everybody gets everybody understands that when you when you fly into Green Bay, or in my case, I drove to Green Bay from Madison, right. yeah. um, you you understand uh, the importance of the Packer Bear rivalry. I mean, they, they take you through that. I mean, you know, a long time ago, and of course they don't do it anymore, but I mean, Forrest Gregg was my head coach, so obviously it meant a lot to him because of – The whole Mike Ditka thing because Mm -hmm. of George Halas, Vince Lombardi. It ran a little deeper back then because you still had some relationships. You don't have those relationships going anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can remember, you know, when we were being introduced as Packers and we had a dinner. And in that dinner was Ray Nitschke, Fuzzy Thurston uh, was was in that dinner. Uh, uh, Jerry Kramer was a part of that dinner. And... And all these guys, uh, and I'm Tony Canadeo, It feels like I'm naming a lot of dead people, right? But, I mean, all these guys, right? Were, they they were all at this dinner, and when they, we all talked, they all talked about, and we hadn't had it yet, but they all talked about what the Packers and the Bears mean, and that rivalry, and what what it meant to the Vince Lombardi. Now, I I don't think they get it on that level again, but most certainly, I knew that when Mike McCarthy was here. He told those guys about what it was in the past. So they get it. They understand it. That's why they always
4: get their best. Uh, Let's do this. Speaking of head coaches, uh, Matt LaFleur just addressed the media just a little while ago. Uh, Let's take a listen to what he has to say in regards to the win and to the rivalry against the Chicago Bears. There you go. Matt LaFleur after the ballgame talking to the media. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, Gary and I are going to get a chance to talk to our, our Green and Gold insider, Mike Clemens, with a lot of postgame sound as well. Stay tuned. Final segment of the uh, Green and Gold Game show coming up next.
7: Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
6: And that will do it from Chicago where the Packers will win it 35-16 to and earn the number one seed in the NFC and home field throughout the playoffs. Even with the loss though, the Bears are in because Arizona lost, so Chicago is playing next week. And more to come still as we go to Seattle and San Francisco with the Seahawks in the lead.
4: Welcome back. Glad to have you. Packers get the win 35-16. They knock off the Bears. By the way, Seattle did win 26-23. And you've got games coming up this weekend. I'll let you know what they are quickly. Uh, Gary Ellison alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. And uh, we are joined now by Mike Clemens, our Green and Gold insider. Mike, a question was posed to me, and I'll ask you first before I ask Gary. Will you be rooting next week for the Bears to beat New Orleans, to have to come back oh, to Lambeau Oh, my Field? God. I
10: didn't even think of that. I didn't even think of that yeah I guess we should be you
4: yep. know i you want to,
10: you you wanna face trubisky and Lambeau again or or drew Brees and and those cats and that's a pretty good defense down there in New orleans um that's a great question um uh let's see uh, I, maybe maybe the bears if they gets they were missing two of their three stop uh, top corners tonight in this game uh but akeem hicks is back in there I kept watching. Billy Turner there, a left tackle, and how he was holding the fort down. There were some times where he was clearly not uh, holding back um, their defensive players, Nichols on one play, um, you know, holding and holding, where Rodgers, you know, got sacked after he released the football. The thing about this Bears team is, you know, Ryan Pace, you know, in trouble, you know, because of the Trubisky thing and Nick Foles, and that didn't turn out, and then Foles gets injured, and and Trubisky comes back uh, after missing time with a shoulder injury. Now he loses to the Packers uh, back in uh, late November, 41 to 25 at Lambeau Field. Then they lost a close one to the Lions, but then Trubisky got his groove, and I think they figured out this guy's not a pocket passer. He's got a roll out those short passes and try to get more of a you know running game going. And the defense started playing for Matt Nagy, and then they win three in a row. And then. Last week, their confidence was pretty high going, and then at the Bakhtiari News on Thursday, and they think that this can happen. Now, Matt Nagy is a very positive guy, but, you know, he's, he's trying to fend off the dogs of the Chicago media, and he's trying to be real real nice to them. It's, he's between a rock and a hard place because the fact is he's got to try and figure out how to do this with Trubisky and what still could be a great defense. And so Nagy was, was asked about, do you think you made any progress since that game when you played the Packers back in late November in this game tonight at Soldier Field?
5: You know, for us, I, I, so you look at the first game that occurred versus the second game, and they're totally two, two totally different styles of games. Um, when you have Aaron Rodgers on the bench for as long as we had him on the bench, now when he was out there, he was playing pretty well. But we did come out and get crucial stops in the third quarter, which was great. I mean, our defense put us in a great position um, offensively. Closing the gap, obviously we have not when you lose two games like we did. So um, the only thing that we can do is, is uh, now reshift our focus to New Orleans. But, I mean, they're, they're playing – Green Bay is playing really well right now. I mean, you guys see that. They're, they're, there's a reason why they play the way they play. And they're a good football team, and you have to give them credit.
2: Mike, what about Trubisky's confidence coming into the playoffs right now?
10: Yeah, because you know, Radio Joe and I were talking about this after that last uh, matchup with the Bears. Remember, Trubisky came in and he was asked, "Well, you know, do you think you know you can run this team? You know, now that it's back in your lap because Nick Foles has been hurt." And he said, "And he was asked, Do you think you should be the starter next week?'" And he said, "I'm not sure."
6: Oh my God! What? Like, you know? Oh my God! Like, what? What?
10: Yeah. And, uh, and so, we, you know, that was a head-scratcher. But and, as I say, they won three of their next four games. And Trubisky did get confidence. And I think he felt more comfortable. I think he had to do – I think Nagy figured – out, and Bill Lazor figured out a way to make it a little more simple for him. Well, you know, he didn't have to go through three progressions. So tonight he was asked about if he's still confident leading this team now that he's got to go to New Orleans and face, face the Saints. Don't forget, when they played the Saints – that game went into overtime before they lost to New Orleans, so they think they've got something on New Orleans. Here's here's Trubisky tonight.
1: I feel good. I feel good. I feel like I'm in a good mental space. Obviously, I like to do some things different tonight to give us a better chance to win. But I feel like I've gotten better over these last couple of weeks. And for the most part of that game, we were in a position. Uh, we were in a good position to compete towards the end, and we just let it get out of the hand. Uh, really, after that fourth and one was really the turning point for us. Uh, when when the game was 21-16 and we were going down the score, we were there to compete, but we got to be able to finish games, and a big part of that is is my play. But I'm confident
6: in what we can do go, going forward. All
4: right, Mike, he's right. I mean, they obviously won the time of possession battle, but the Packers ultimately win the war because they converted. They were the team that was able to punch the ball in the end zone when the Packers' defense was holding the Bears to field goals. I'm sorry, Mike? what? I, I was saying that, uh, you know, the, the Packers converted touchdowns while the Packers' defense held the Bears to field goals. And even though the Bears dominated time of possession in this contest, the Packers just they, they did more with what they had. Right.
10: Um, and, you know, Devontae Adams talked about how the, he thought the team was resilient, even though that they only touched the ball once in the first quarter, that they found ways to came back, come back. Uh, They moved Devontae Adams from outside to into the slot uh, to try and change the coverage, and that's how they got Devontae involved later in the game. Six catches for him, and then equally distributed amongst the rest of those guys. How about that uh, Dominic Daphne kid? Been talking about him. You know, Mm -hmm. he's the tight end who comes up with a touchdown over the middle, wide open, and he comes down on on the uh, kick return coverage after that. And then, you know, we talked to uh, Adrian Amos, You know, who comes up with another pick late in the fourth quarter, like he did last year against his old team, the Bears. And he talked about the resiliency of the defense.
6: You know it, it was kind of weird um you know it just felt like they had the ball for you know a very long time you know they was converting them third and shorts fourth and um fourth and shorts um things like that so you know if it's one thing that when we look on the film that we we want to clean up is it, those um letting them get to them short yard situations where um we don't want to put ourselves in them situations of being third and third and one fourth and one let's let's get our um our work done more in the um,
8: early downs
2: Mike, it appears that MVS touchdown was just brilliance by Rodgers and really for MVS to pick up on it.
10: Matt LaFleur almost called a timeout on that. And the, they had a defense that looked like a backside rush, and normally they would call bringing Aaron Jones back to the backfield for pass protection, and he almost called a timeout. Here's Matt LaFleur on the play.
5: So in that situation, it was actually a look that we were going to bring the halfback back into the formation and have him in protection Well, he could tell that the defense was they were there there was some miscommunication on defense so he rolled with the play just kept the back out there and and that's what's so special about a guy like Aaron Rodgers you know I'm sitting there looking at the the play clock ready to pop a timeout and I'm I'm just like you know what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust that he's got it under control. He saw the matchup. He saw the confusion going on. I, we still don't know what necessarily they were trying to do, but there was something messed up, I, I want to say, on the defensive side, uh, whether they were supposed to have a, a single high post safety. But there There was definitely a blitz called, and he hung in there. You know, those two guys made a play. But that. I, I think those are the things that – not everybody understands about a guy like Aaron, just what he's capable of doing, how cool he is under pressure. That just, uh, you, you just is so special about him.
4: Uh, our MVP of the game, Gary, brought to you by Van Horn Automotive. Go to vanhornauto.com. Would we just say the MVP of the season, Aaron Rodgers? Is that good? All day long, Bill. All day long. We got a week off. We'll be back at it in a couple of weeks. Packers going to win 35-16. Time for us to go. Have a go and Wisconsin-wide, the Bill
7: Michaels Sports Talk Network.
1: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023.